podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons. Another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. Today, I am joined by Brian Van Dungeon. This is another episode of the My Course series. Uh, I believe we're up to number, this is like number five or, or six right now. So we're plugging along with this. And we're going back to the state of New Jersey, our sister state right next door. Um, and we're going to talk about an Ashanic golf course. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Dan, uh, looking forward to talking about uh, the course. And, you know, we're filming or recording this today. It's uh, February 15th. It's 70 degrees in New Jersey. So I wish I was out there playing right now instead of uh, talking with you. But here we are. We're going to talk about the course anyway. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't take that as any slight whatsoever. I had, when I left work today, people were like, hey, you're going out to play today, aren't you? I'm like, no, like, uh, actually, I'm not today. But, yeah, it's in, dude, this is the, one of the craziest winters I can remember in the Northeast. Yeah, it's, it's, uh. It's unbelievable, but I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I got a membership for an indoor golf facility. Haven't had to really use it that much because it's been 55, 60 degrees all winter. So it's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I, did the, I did the same thing with my boys and I. And we've been going like religiously every Saturday. But then we go out to the course and then we play Sunday as well. I mean, it's just uh, we're blessed. But I keep telling people like you can't get your hopes up because we're going to get effed by something in, like, late March, early April, where we get, like, 18 inches of snow. Oh, man, you know, I I, I, uh, I think you're – hope I hope you're wrong, but it's, it's going to happen, right? <laughs> I'll I tell you a funny story. When my wife and I moved into our house, we moved in on April 14th, um, 2004. 2003, sorry, April 13th, April 14th, 2003. And there was still snow on the ground here when we moved in. Oh, man. I mean, I'm a recreation professional and for my real job. And, uh, you know, we've had definitely had some some Aprils. We're like, oh, we're trying to get soccer started, but there's a foot of snow on the ground still. So, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's not like that because I, I also, you know, want to get out and play some golf in, in April as opposed to. That's got plus post some active scores this season, right? And that's not yeah. Good. Well, and then, and you know what? It's crazy because you talk to people from like different areas of the country, and they're like, "Oh, what's your handicap out there?" I'm like, "Well, it like it hasn't changed." What are you talking about? Like our handicap index is closed. Like, what do you it's mean it's closed? Been like, the same since November. <laughs> it shuts down. Like, I've got five rounds in already this year, and that's I mean, like that's insane. You know? Yeah, unheard of. Unheard of. Crazy. Um, all right, so so let's get to it. The Shannon Golf Course, uh, I am semi-familiar with it, but like I told you off air, I don't remember, you know, I'm semi-familiar, I don't remember a damn thing about it, you know, except for a few things. So interested to learn about it. Uh, so first off, where are you located, you know, I- I- in the U.S.? We've got people from, from every state listening here, across the, across the country, across the world. Um, so kind of give people, kind of zone them into where you're located in the U.S. Yeah, so... Central New Jersey, which if I say that and you have New Jersey listeners, some people will say that's not a real place. But <laughs> people from Central Jersey say it's a real place. So basically, if you draw a line from New York City to Philadelphia, kind of halfway through that line is kind of where I'm at. Okay. And then so how far is the Shannon from you? About 20 minutes. Okay. So so close enough. So now is this like, you know, because we've talked to people on this My Course episode series, and for some people, it's their home course. For some people, it's been a course that, you know, it's been a bucket list course they've traveled to or whatnot. So what's your relationship with this course? Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up 
about 10 minutes away from it. Uh, it opened, oh man, 2004, I think. So, you know, basically throughout my high school career and up to now, it's kind of been where I played. And it's got, you know, the practice facility there. Uh, it's part of a, a county park commission. So there's also four other courses part of the, the park commission's kind of county, uh, you know, facilities. So if it wasn't at Neshanik when I was a kid, it was at one of the other county courses that was run by the park commission. So it's uh, it's definitely the flagship of of the county of Somerset County and uh, you know hosted so much so much tournaments and stuff so it's it's definitely an exciting place to have seen grow throughout 2004 and on to now so it's coming up on 20 years you know it, it's kind of crazy because like with the housing market crash of 05 to like 08 you know there were really no golf courses being built um did so obviously this place was being constructed before all that happened. Everything went downhill. Did you see any degradation in the, you know, in the facilities there, in the maintenance, in the way the course looked over the years? Or have they kind of kept it on the up and up all the way through? Uh, I mean, man, 20 years ago is a long time and I was just in high school. So I wasn't really, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, I played golf in high school for the high school team and all that. But it wasn't, you know. I don't think I was crazy. It was as crazy as I am about it now. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely, it's always in great shape. You're always going to get your money's worth there. Uh, for a public course, the greens can get kind of spicy. Uh, so it's always, uh, you know, it's always a good place to go and hit some balls and walk around. My son had a, a nine hole tournament there once, and I believe did a drive chip and putt on the Academy course, which is a yep. little nine hole course there. So they've got three nines, right? Yeah, there's uh -oh. three nines, three championship nines. It's the lake, the ridge, and the meadow are the three okay. nines. So when they have tournaments there, they play it on the meadow and the lake nines. Like, okay. Like state championships, uh, high school yeah, tournaments, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Then there, yeah, there's that nine-hole academy course, which is, I think the longest hole is like 320 yards from the from the from the tips, if you right, want to call right. them that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, that's a great place to go and get uh, you know the short game in, as opposed to just hitting chips and putts around a practice green you're gonna go out and play quick little nine holes now we've got an old country club near us shawnee that's held a pga championship and stuff and we play high school matches there and whatnot and they've got a red white and blue course um but they never reverse the way that they route the nines together like it's you're always red to white or you're always white to blue it, it, do they go by a pattern there with those three like the lake meadow and the ridge or you know, like yeah. if, you're, if you're making a tee time, are you going to mm -hmm. know what nines you're playing? You will. Uh, they post like the rotation schedule on okay. the website. Yeah. Sometimes they double up the start. Um, like, so there'll be ridge to meadow, but it'll also be meadow to lake at the same time to start. So sometimes it could be a 50-50 coin flip. You don't really know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you can always call the pro shop and they'll tell you where, where they're going to put you. One of the things I remember about it it was just like these vast expansive views and you know like i'm from a pretty rural area in northeast pa and i'm kind of used to that when i think of jersey you know like my wife grew up in randolph like morris county right morristown area so i think of jersey as you know being i don't want to say urban but just right. a lot more suburban and, and there's so much room out there at Nishanik. Are the other county courses or, or municipally owned courses the same way? Uh, I mean, it depends on where you are in the state. 
Um, well, I was thinking about those other ones. Oh, the, uh, yeah. 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 So they're the other, this other Somerset County ones, they're a little bit more, they're a little tighter. Um, you know, they're not, a, not as much, not as much room. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The Shannock is, it's got some views for sure. It's, uh, three on, on 350 acres of an old farm. So you're definitely gonna, that's, you're definitely gonna have some space out there. Yeah. Um, so obviously hundred percent public, right? Yes. All right. So where I grew up on long Island, they used to do like these county passes or township passes that you needed to have like you to pay for that in order to play some of our county courses or our state park courses. Is that the same thing? Or can I come from PA? Can someone come from California and pay the same rate as you? Or are you getting a discount because you're a Somerset County resident? Right. So I th if you live in the county, and I think if you work in the county, you can get like a county card, we call them. Uh, it's like 50 bucks for the year. Okay. What that gets you is like uh, seven day advanced tea times. And a discount. I think it's like twenty bucks discount on a greens fees. Okay. Uh, so I, I mean, it's a hundred percent worth it. Uh, I mean, Nishanik Valley tea times, they they go quick. You got to get on seven days at eight o'clock the night before to to get your tea time for the next time. So it's definitely worth it. Uh, otherwise, it's a three day advance uh, tea time policy. So you got you got to find somebody that you know that lives or works in the county and make sure they got one of those cards if you want to play. Gotcha. And you know what what's funny is. I say that stuff and, and you say that and people listen to this podcast and there'll be people in different parts of the country that say to themselves, that's insane. Like, what do you mean you can't just walk up and, and get a tea time 15 minutes later, you know, or slam the trunk of your car, put your shoes on and walk to the first tea. And, and I'll tell you what, like I am completely spoiled with some of the courses by me. And funny story, I had never played as a solo by myself until I moved to Pennsylvania because playing golf on Long Island, the state of New York, in New Jersey, it was always like you just said. It's you know, like for us, it was it was the Beth Page reservation system, right? Right. right. All of our buddies are sitting on the phones, you know, trying to text each other like, "You you get anything? Did you get, get it? Did you get it?" <laughs> um, and it's wild. I came here to PA one time and I called the course. And I said, "Hey, I was wondering if I can make a tea time for next week." The guy said, next week? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, how early do I have to make him in advance? He's like, well, when do you want to play? I was like, well, I really want to play today. And he's like, well, come to the course. And <laughs> Yeah, like, that just blows my mind, that stuff. Yeah. There's too many people here. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very uh, heavily populated. Um, so with that being said, do you know of any instances where there are walk-up tee times, or is that place in high season just stacked from, you know, six forty-five to six forty-five? Yeah, it's it's pretty stacked. It's pretty stacked. Uh, I mean, you can get lucky, I guess, but I hardly ever see somebody walk up and be like, "Hey, let me get on." And gotcha. They're like, "Yeah, four thirty, <laughs> you know, right? right. Uh, if you want to get nine in, uh, but yeah, I, I you know." I always book a tea time. I mean, it's you. You could just look online and see people cancel and slide in real quick. So there's definitely opportunities, but walk-ups are tough. And and what about the academy course as well? Is that the same way, or is that a little bit more loose in terms of you know jumping on and practicing? Yeah, that's a little bit more loose. Uh, I mean, I usually try to get there like a five o'clock, you know, 
if you get there five o'clock on a Saturday or a Sunday, there's going to be nobody out there. So you can kind of get out there, practice, do your own thing. Now that people are listening, they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> take, take my take my time. Yeah, that, you'll rue the day that I you can do it. <laughs> but yeah, the I mean, and if you go, I think that's kind of first come, first serve. I don't, I don't, not really sure. Okay. Uh, like in the, in the morning times, but uh, I don't know if they have tea times for that, but. But that can get pretty crowded too. But fortunately, there's a good practice area, so you can hit some balls beforehand before you get out. Yeah, it really is. Um, what are they getting for tee time? You know, in in the high season, cost wise. Uh, so it is, I think, seventy dollars on a weekend okay. for for county uh, residents and ninety for for non residents. Okay, and that's with cart, I guess. That's with a cart. Yeah, yeah. You have oh. your choice of with cart or with cart. You can walk. But, but, but you're paying 90 bucks anyway. Right. Understood. Understood. Now, again, like I said, it was a nine-hole tournament when I was there last, probably about six or seven years ago. It, it, can you feasibly walk that course? Like, I understand, yes, you can walk any course, but that's a newer course. Like, 04 is a newer course. And For sure. You, you know how it is. A lot of these courses are built um, with expansion in mind, with housing developments in mind. But, but this one seems like it's kind of self-contained within that old farmland. So, like, is it a real laborious walk? Is it okay? Is it like, no, I've never even seen anyone walk out there? No, you could definitely walk it. There's, there's uh, some of the tea to green or green to tea transitions, uh, you know, can just because just it's on a slope. Basically, for the most part, uh, the culls kind of run not up and down the slope. So when you're walking from the greens to the next tee, you may be going up the slope or back down the okay. slope. But it's definitely doable. I mean, I walk it sometimes, especially you know now that COVID is uh, no longer a thing, I guess. Uh, and you have to share a cart. If I just want to, you know, slide in as a single, I see a tee, a tee time up opens up tomorrow. I don't want to share a cart with somebody, even though, you know, I'll walk, and a lot of people do walk, uh, especially yeah. in the morning. You know, before it gets too hot, if you get the 7 a.m. tea time or 8 a.m. tea time, definitely a good walk. Definitely a good walk. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, we talked before about, you know, how nice the weather's been this winter, and it's been absolutely insane. Um, it's a county course, so I'm going to make the assumption, correct me if I'm wrong, that you guys are not open year-round there. Then there's – Nishanik is open year-round. Really? Yep. And it's kind of amazing how good they keep it up for how – how it's, it's open year-round. You're expected to get beat up, but it, I mean, once it gets to, you know, April, May, it's, it's in good shape. So, so that's, op that, that's open year round. And then there's another one that's in the county that's open year round and the other three close. Oh, that's, I mean, that's awesome. So have you been playing there this winter on the nice days we've had? Uh, I got out to, I haven't got out to the course, but I got out to the, to the range once. Yeah. Okay. And as far as the course goes in the winter time. I mean, are we, I, obviously, we're in a very centrally populated area near New York City. I mean, really an exurb of New York City, you know, one of the uh, yep. population hubs of the U.S. Yep. Um, does it die down at all, you know, in the late fall, early winter? Like yeah, it will. December it will. To, to February time. Yeah, it, it'll die down, definitely. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure today, you, it was packed, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sure, it was mobbed. What are they getting as far as price on tea times, like in this off season now? Deeply discounted, semi discounted. Yeah, like fifty bucks maybe. Okay, all right, fifty five bucks. I would say, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that's awful if you've got a day like I mean, gosh, I if you have a day so. like today, you can get out there, do it. That's 
that's phenomenal. Um, so I got to ask you, you know, we mentioned that that you held the Women's Amateur Publishing Championship there, USGA event. So this is a, a, a brawny course. Like, it can be stretched. It, what are we getting in terms of distances for tee boxes? How many tee boxes are there? You know, what are the, what are the levels varying from, from, let's say, tips to forward tees? Yeah, so there's five sets of tees. Um, the back can get up to almost 7,100. Okay. And the fronts are like 52, 53. So there's a good range. And then, you know, the, you got the 6,600, 62, and 56. So there's a good range. You're going to find a spot to play from, definitely. And, and are we, I mean, you said 350 acres. That's, I don't care how many nines you have. That's a lot of land. You, know, you could have five or six nines on that size land. Are, are we dealing with, big wide open fairways like how, what's the course layout like is it a bomber's paradise where you can hit a fairway even if you're offline a bit are they difficult greens are we, are we really heavily bunkered what's kind of like the layout vibe of the of the nines yeah so it was designed by Hurdson and fry who did aaron hills so mm. i mean obviously they have some design pedigree to them <laughs> um yeah, the fairways are kind of wide. They're like 30, I would say 30-ish yards wide. So that's pretty wide for, for some fairways. Uh, then there's a few yards of rough. Uh, and then you get to the fescue. And so, I mean, if, you, if you're a little offline, you could kind of get away with it, find a fairway, find a rough. But if you're offline a lot, you're going to be, you know, either dropping a ball or hunting for a while and hopefully not getting any ticks or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, it's funny. I mentioned that to somebody that lived, uh, I, I, where is he from? I think he's from Nebraska. And I was like, yeah, you always got to worry about ticks in the summertime. He's like, what the hell's that? Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy what different parts of the country have to worry about. Yeah. Like, you know, sure. you get down to Florida and they're like, oh, don't go in the woods to find the ball because you may get bit by a snake. And I'm like, I yeah. never even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I tell you what, um, we used to have a home down in Sunset Beach, North Carolina, which is like the North South Carolina border. And the, the rule with my boys playing some of these courses, like, I don't care if you can see your ball, if it's at the edge of a pond, like you're not getting it. You're not getting it. Because there's, there's always gators around, you know? Exactly. And, you tell that to someone that lives in Maine, and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean? I'm going in and playing that if I can see it. <laughs> it's a $5 Pro V1 right there. <laughs> so are the nines, like, do all the nines differ, or do they have kind of the same general flow? Like, if you're playing the lake nine, you know, is it one of those things where, yeah, there's a lot of lakes on it, and the meadow nine is wide open? Yeah, so they're kind of well-named for what they are. I mean, the meadow is kind of spread out, I would say, over a meadow. The ridge kind of, <laughs> the ridge kind of is all like on, on the ridge, and the lake has a lot of lakes. So you, you kind of get what you're expecting with the nines. I mean, they're not totally different. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, this nine is so different from the next nine. They, they kind of combine well to make a nice cohesive experience so you're not going to be there it's not the tale of two nines when you go play it, it, they okay. all mesh together pretty well gotcha yeah well i mean that that's cool because i played plenty of courses where you switch over to a nine and you're like how is this even the same course yeah it's like you packed up your clubs and went somewhere else for a nine <laughs> yeah which is crazy because it's on the same plot of land yeah it's like so you're just you're forcing 
us to play something that doesn't really fit the natural landscape. I've never liked that much. Yeah, no, the, it's pretty well laid out over the land. Uh, the, the Ridge Nine is a little tough uh, just because it's, you know, plays along the ridge and it, it's got some funky holes on it. Um, some, well, yeah, this is my course. And I'm here to kind of promote it and, and, you know, make it make it look good but there's some funky holes in that ridge nine so that's oh, still and, i've been playing there for years and it's been stuff. the bane of my existence man so every time i'm like oh you're gonna play the ridge and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know when they have the, when they have tournaments at um Nishanik, when we host uh the met public links and if you know anything about the met uh, it's section yeah. it's massive um there was a new jersey state open there in 2019 they play the meadow and the lake nines as, as the tournament nines. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was just, uh, my buddy who I was talking about their podcast episode got messed up. He's a pro up in Massachusetts. And, and he says the Met and Philly are, you know, probably hands down at least east of the Mississippi. Um, the two best, you know, oh, in man. The land. Yeah, maybe you, in the country, honestly, maybe, I mean, you get some names that come out of, you know, those, those tournaments and you're like, yeah, they're going to be on tour next year. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's for damn sure. Um, so let's let's dive a little bit kind of into your golfing background a little bit because I want to ask you kind of the general vibe of the place. But I always like to preface that by you know kind of knowing what your background in golf is, how good of a golfer you are, you know, because a lot of times you get opinions that are skewed, and someone's like, "Well, I'm not a good golfer, so I like going to crap courses, right?" They feel like they're not good enough to play a nice course. And then conversely, you get people that are times like, well, you know, I'm a plus three. I grew up as a country club kid. And like, I would never step on your municipal course. Like, okay, cool. Like, I see it from your perspective as well. Um, so what's your background, Bri? Where are you at right now as far as a player? Um, do you compete? Is it just for fun? What's that look like? Yeah, so I always tell people that I think, you know, I think I'm a scratch, but I play like a 10, so I'm about a five or a six, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of where we're at, you know? uh we're about a five you know i would say six it has it's been steady since since november so that's good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i you know i i grew up playing public courses like i was telling you the the, the summer County courses i grew up playing those the public ones so you know i'm a big fan of public golf and big supporter of the public golf and uh it's definitely needed and so that's why i love that's why i love nishanic valley because it's a place that anyone can go play and um everyone's welcome to play there so and it's 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 such a phenomenal place uh to have that people can anybody can play now you mentioned you played in high school uh did you play past that did you play in college at all or no okay so the vibe of the entire place obviously public course so you wouldn't expect it to be you know stuck up and stuffy but I've been to plenty of public courses that truly believe they're, you know, top tier private clubs. Um, their course conditions and the people there would probably say differently, but you know, some people believe what they want to believe. Uh, you know, so so for an outsider, for someone maybe making a trip to see family in Central Jersey, or they're or they're going to New York and and they've heard about this course from the podcast or something like that. You know, what are they kind of expecting in terms of the overall vibe there when they arrive? Yeah, it's it's pretty well professionally run. I mean, they got the they got the tee time systems and they got the iPads out there when you go to check in, so that you don't have to give them the receipt to tear anymore. Oh, so man. you know, definitely making some improvements that way. 
Uh, yeah, it's like I said, you know, public course, it's not not stuck up. Uh, you know, people are going to welcome you. It's it's you know, you walk onto the first tee, you shake if you're out there, you know, not as a foursome, you shake their hand and you go off and play. Uh, it's it's kind of laid back and um, it's 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 a really special place that we have in Central Jersey. Do you get your like group of old New Jersey retired union workers with their bagels and coffee in the morning and the back of their cars before they tee off? Everybody. Oh yeah. We get, we get a little bit of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I love that. Yep. That's, that's about as authentic as you can get to the Northeast, you know? Yep. Yep. You get your pork roll or Taylor ham, egg and cheese <laughs> in the parking lot. I don't want to offend anybody with how, with whatever kind of you call that meat, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, some Philly people would have uh, would have uh, no. a word to say, and some people in the South would would as well. That's funny. <laughs> um, you mentioned practice facilities, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I know they have the short course, and unbeknownst to me, I didn't even realize they had a range or anything because I always thought like that was their short game area, uh, if you will. So, so they've got three nines, the academy, which is their short course, if you will, and then they have a whole entire practice facility as well. Yeah, so there's uh, three, like, pitching and chipping greens in the practice facility. There's a putting green, a double-sided driving range, because the way the, the range sets up is, the uh, like, the learning center and academy has the one side, and, like, the if you're warming up to go out to play the championship course, that has the other side. So it's pretty oh, well set up wow. that way. Um, you know, bunkers, uh, and then there's two additional practice holes there. Um, that are like ones like 130 yards and ones about 210. There's three sets of tees on those too. So there's a lot of opportunity to practice. Even if you're not don't want to spend the 15 bucks to go walk the the academy course, you can go out to the to the practice facility there. There's uh, they offer day passes for the academy or for the uh, practice facility, and you could also be a, a member of the practice facility, which gets you unlimited access, unlimited range balls for that. It's like 500 bucks for the year so. Okay. And, and, what, what's, and what's, the, what's a day pass run like for someone that's going to play as a guest? Yeah, I think it's like 20 bucks. But okay. if you if you get the uh, if you go out and play on any of the courses, I think they you know, they'll let you practice obviously on the uh, on the practice facility. So so this this is this is not a course. Like this is legit golf facility. It's yeah, it yeah. there's like there's a Callaway it's Callaway Center. Um, so they, they do fittings for Callaway and Pings there. Uh, they have two indoor simulators. I don't know if they still use them because since COVID, but right. yeah, it is, it is, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a golf place. If you want to get better at golf or just even mess around and hit a few balls, it's a good, probably a place to, to go seek out. So conceivably, I mean, literally someone could spend their entire day there. You could spend your entire day there. And probably not <laughs> yeah. get bored. Yeah. You, I mean, just keep moving around and finding a new place to hit from. And yeah, you won't get bored. All right. So you mentioned uh, memberships before. Do they do memberships to the course as well? Or is it just practice facility memberships? Just a practice facility. Okay. All right. I mean, that's, you know, honestly, there, there's, you know, there's two trains of thought with that. There's some people that are like, well, I want to be a member somewhere. I should be able to. But I always look at it like, well, now there's more tea times available to the public, you know, and, and member X doesn't always have Tuesday, 9 a.m. every right. Tuesday from like here into perpetuity, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. 
one of my one of my buddies is a member somewhere and he's like i don't know how this guy gets his tea time every week he never shows up <laughs> you know <laughs> so we talked about this being a place that you could literally go set up the sun down we're gonna need to eat we're gonna need to drink um i'm i'm gonna assume but you're the expert fill me in on this what's the food scene like there is it really simplistic stuff or is it an actual restaurant yeah there's a there's a grill room there in the in the clubhouse uh that you know kind of goes through some outside vendors that kind of change over based okay. on how it's municipally run course right the bid has to come in <laughs> every, yeah. for a certain amount of contracts and stuff so <laughs> yep. you know it's it's always a struggle dan when uh, when the contracts change over and the liquor license hasn't changed over quite yet so you're like <laughs> oh man i needed a beer post round but uh so hopefully hopefully that kind of went away we'll, the, the same vendors there this year i think so that'll be good but yeah, you know, basic basic grill room stuff, burgers, hot dogs, chicken fingers, sandwiches. Not nothing nothing too uh, too fancy, but you're gonna get your get what you need in there. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Um, now also I'm gonna assume there's 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 no like county pool there or anything, right? Like it is just it's just golf. Just golf. Okay. Just golf. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that is uh, that's that's pretty neat. Um, one of the things that I've always loved about that, I think it's just my fascination with birds and owls is obviously their logo, their mascot, if you will. Um, do you have any insight as to, as to why that was picked? Is it like an owl that's indigenous to the area? They found one on the farm. Is there any cool story with that or, you know, I, I wish I knew, I wish I knew, but every, every county course of the five has a different animal as a mascot or like oh, okay. logo so i don't know why they picked which one they did but you know they uh yeah i mean that's a pretty cool logo i think for 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 a public course yeah i mean and, and for people that are gonna go you know check it out online it's a you know an owl with some i'm gonna assume tall fescue behind it you got the little flag next to it um you know nice neat simple kind of everything you need you know looks good on the shirt yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so with that being said, looking good in a shirt, what's what's the apparel? What's the merch look like in there? Is it an afterthought or is it something that the county, you could tell, actually put some time into? So, like I said before there, it's a lot of Callaway stuff. Okay. It's Callaway, you know, the, the, perform, the, the academy there is kind of a Callaway place. So a lot of Callaway stuff. Um, yeah, most, most times of the year, it's pretty well stocked. Uh, I, I, you know, it's hard to tell with everything, you know, the COVID, uh, you know, supply chain issues and stuff that that was kind of an issue that they were having in the past few years. But it's, I mean, you're always going to find, you're usually going to find something there, especially in the, in the, in the middle of the summer, you're going to find something there that you'll, that you'll probably like if you're, if you're a visitor. And does it run the full gamut? Like, you know, from pin flags to ball markers to polos, pullovers, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they got like jackets and, uh, yeah, pullovers and. I don't know if they got pin flags, I because you know I wish I wish we had pin flags. I got got a whole bunch of pin flags. I, yeah, I see them all back there, which is. Um, but yeah, you know, mainly mainly polos um, and uh, and pullovers and stuff. Gotcha. Um, you personally out there, any favorite holes? Like any any holes where, you know, you you'd put them up against some of the best golf holes you've ever played. Like what sticks out in your mind for that course? Yeah, so I really like the ridge or the lake nine. I mean, it's my favorite nine on of the three. Um, there's and I, th you know, hole seven 
is a shorter dog leg left par four um, with it's got a lake around the entire right side and bunkers in the dog leg on the left. But it's if you're depending on what tee you're playing and depending on the wind, you could kind of go over those bunkers and get real close to the green. Uh, or if you flail it out to the right, you're going to get in the water. And it's just a really pretty place uh, on the course. Uh, it's kind of like, it's the furthest hole away from the clubhouse, kind of okay. down in the valley. So you're kind of secluded from everyone else and everybody else on the course. So it's a it's it's a pretty good hole. Um, when we had the the women's public links there, they moved the tees up a few times for them, especially in the match play. And it was interesting to see the competitors strategy you know am i going to go for it from i mean these girls can hit a 250 no problem right yeah so am I gonna go, too, like on a oh rope. my god oh my god we i was a spot you know on a different topic here i was a spotter for the for the women's public links there i didn't even need to be there because they were not there in the fairways <laughs> like what am i even doing here i get my free hot dog for for volunteering yeah. you know <laughs> That's like just as useless, uh, useless of a job as like the guy who holds up the quiet signs at 16 at the waste match. Oh, yeah. Like, why is that guy even there? I mean, it's a cool story, I guess. That this, I was that guy. But, you know, like, but yeah. So it was interesting to see the, the kind of strategies on that whole uh, seven on the lake with, you know, seeing if they'll go for it or lay up. And it's a good hole for some strategy, depending on the wind and depending on what. If you're playing the right tees, it's, it's a good hole for to figure out, you know, especially late in the round to kind of get a get a decision in your mind. Yeah, gotcha. Now, w when you were the spotter there and kind of watching all that occur, did that change your strategy at all for any holes that, you, you know, the way that you play those holes since you've been playing them for so long? I know sometimes we get into these routines and it's like, okay, I pull driver out no matter what on this hole. Yeah, um, they, they, what I learned from watching that is just hit the fairway. Hit it straight. <laughs> easy uh, enough, right? Easy enough. No, but it's interesting you asked that question just because, you know, not just from watching, you know, the them them play, but just in general with all the statistics and, uh, you know, math behind golf now and all the insights that you can get from that. And it's definitely – all that stuff's definitely changed the way I think I play. You know, it's more – sometimes it's been like, oh, just lay back because you're going to have a you – don't, you don't lay back to 100 yards anymore. You no. You – you send it regardless and deal with the consequences later, you know? Yeah. I mean, gosh, I've been, I've been preaching, you know, I don't hit it a ton at all, but I've been preaching murder ball to people for years. I'm like, just get up there and, yeah. and kill it. Like who, who, who wouldn't rather have 40 yards in than 140? Like no matter what, I don't care how good of an iron player you are or a wedge player. Like you, hell you can bump and run it 40 yards. You know, it's like, Hell, you could putt it 40 yards. <laughs> you could putt it 40 yards. You're right. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's what I preach to my son now, and he's a, a junior golfer who's, you know, getting college looks, and it's like, dude, just get longer. I, I'm long enough. No, you're not. Like, nobody's long enough, right? right. Because the longer you are, the less you have in. Right. And the more successful you're going to be. I mean, it's just, yeah, you're right. It's just math, pure math. Um. So let me get you kind of out of here on on this one here. What what favorite memories do you have of this course? Um, and, and this could be anything. I mean, it could be great shots. It could be rounds with buddies. I mean, we've had. I asked this question at the end of all these episodes, and I've I've literally run the gamut 
from like emotional stories to like, dude, this is my place where I had my first birdie ever. You know, I made this miraculous par save that I can still replay every, you know, second of the shot in my head. So what's one or two of your favorite memories playing this course for these last few years, last 20 years? Yeah. So the cool thing about the golf course there and every Somerset County golf course does this is they have what's called a, they call it a club championship. Okay. You know, um, so we, uh, I, I, I didn't even come close to winning it ever, but <laughs> obviously, uh, but it, it kind of gives it a, a country club adjacent feel, you know, yeah. you get the same yeah. guys that play in all, all five of the tournaments right throughout sure. the county. So you kind of get your group, um, and I, I just remember I was, you know, one of the early groups out on the second day. It's a 36 hole Saturday, Sunday thing. Um, I was probably having a transfusion watching the last group come in. Um, and this this guy comes in and needs a needs an eagle on nine lake to win. Um, which is a, it's 525 yards. Uh, there's a marsh in the middle. So about 310 from the tee downhill. There's a marsh, and then it's back up the hill to the green. Pretty, this probably the hardest green on the course. Um, and I just remember watching from the top of the hill, watching come in, and I'll be I'll be damned if he didn't get that eagle to win. And it was it was probably like you know for for a, for a, for like a you know little county tournament. I mean, it was probably you know it was the craziest thing that. You see that at PGA Tour events. You don't yeah, see that at yeah. a county event, you know? I mean, and that was, I mean, we were all going crazy. And just because, you know, how often do you see that, you know? No, especially in competition. Like, especially when something's on the line and it matters. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Um, I, I I think for, for a personal memory, uh, I made a, I made an eagle on one of the, on the Ridge 9, the Ridge 2. So I was like, I started off on the first hole. I was, that was pretty cool, uh, you know, getting a par. And then, you know, even through one. Perfect. Yeah. Then you head up um, to, to the second hole. And now I'm two under through two. And that's, <laughs> that's probably the best I've ever started. So um, it's, a, it's a par four. And I just made a made 110-yard, rolled it right in there. It was, it was, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was, you know, uh, probably two under through two is probably – the best, you know, I've ever started. So that was probably a memory that I'll, I'll always have. Nice. I love that. I love that. Um, well, I lie. Before I get you out of here, uh, do a little self-promotion, dude. You know, you've got a great Instagram site uh, from the Drop Zone. You know, let people know kind of everything that you do on that. Yeah. So it's from the Drop Zone on Instagram and Twitter. I... Uh, I kind of, I also have a blog. It's from the dropzone.com. And, you know, the, the YouTube whole channel, YouTube channel, YouTube yep. channel. Yep. Uh, I'm actually going down to play uh, some courses in Harbor Town this weekend. So I'll oh, be getting some content. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically it's, it's the idea of it is kind of conversations that you would have at the 19th hole, right? Like, this is what I like about golf. This is what's stupid about golf. It, it's <laughs> golf is objectively stupid, right? <laughs> but you know, what are your favorite holes? Why is this a good hole? Why is this a bad hole? Why do we love golf? Uh, you know, what makes a good golf course? What makes a good golf hole? All that kind of stuff that 
you know, you would just have a conversation with your friends drinking a beer or transfusion sure. or your, your beverage of choice. Um, that's kind of kind of the angle that we're going for. Uh, I, I'm actually running an event at Nishanic Valley uh, in, in May. So great, se- great segue. You beat me to it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if, um, so we're going to play two different kinds of formats, uh, nine holes of scramble and nine holes of uh, best ball. So that's, uh, you know, just a place that people can get together and meet each other and play, play some golf and hopefully have a nice, uh, nice time. And basically what the whole, you know, why we come together and why we love the game is things like that. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the Parkway playoff, right? Uh, May 13th yeah. at Nishanik. And if you need information, I mean, literally just go to Instagram from the drop zone, uh, DM Brian, you know, uh, but, yeah, everything's on it. So it's like a, a North Jersey versus South Jersey, you know, style format. And what I love is he put on, like, if you're not from the area, you'll be an adopted Jersey for the day. We'll adopt you. We'll adopt you. Uh, you you may have to have a little, we may have to give you like an attitude class or something, but we'll adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, five minutes in, people fit right in. You know what I mean? Forget oh, yeah. about it. They're oh, right yeah. in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, Brian, I can't honestly, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, I know taking an hour to people's lives is, is always difficult. I'm always so grateful that people are, are willing to do it. Um, and so hopefully people got a little bit more about Nishanik out of this, uh, maybe enough where they're like, Hey, I'm going to sign up playing this event and, uh, and follow along. So seriously, go, go to YouTube, like subscribe, obviously go to Instagram, uh, follow along. And uh, see what else he's got cooking up uh, in the works. Uh, again, sure. Brian, thank you so much for today, man. You you want you want two name drops from uh, from Nishanik Valley uh, at the New Jersey Amateur from 2019 before we go? Oh, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Goderup came in fourth in that one. He went to Oklahoma and is now killing it on on tour. Yep. And Jack Wall came in a tie for second, and he just won the collegiate showcase. Playing. Yeah, playing, playing in Riviera and met Tiger Woods this week. So, two two names from from my course that are that are doing big things in the, and when they don't they're not mem you know they didn't grow up but from that tournament that was in at my course are, are moving on to big things. So you know, you know when, we saw them come through and yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty awesome. cool to see them move on. Yeah, what's what's crazy is and I guess you can I, Instagram knows the algorithm or whatnot, but I swear to God, I think like between you and and Mike uh from the drop pod like my instagram is just flooded with jack wall pictures meeting tiger and videos <laughs> and i had no idea who this kid even was and then i just see like new jersey new jersey jack wall tiger woods la new jersey i said okay you know instagram you got the algorithm you got you got, got yeah <laughs> like you knew i was going to talk to brian this week so <laughs> yeah but yeah like like i said seeing those two guys names on the leaderboard going back to you know it's like, oh yeah, they did pretty well at my at that course at Nishanik. So yeah, it was it's always cool to see people come through who played well. You're at a course that you know hosted a tournament, a major tournament to go on and, and do well. So yeah, awesome, very cool. And and you know, hey, follow. You know, this will come out obviously later. Uh, but but who knows? Maybe uh, you know, top ten or something for Jack Wall, and you'll be like, oh my god, those guys talked about him before it even happened. You know, like uh, psychics. There you go. There we go. <laughs> All right, awesome, dude. Well, thank you again, Brian. I appreciate everything, my man. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, Dan. All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying.
Podcast patrons, Leave the Pin Podcast is super stoked to have Gas House Golf as their official clothing sponsor for the podcast. Go to gashousegolf.com, find them on all forms of social media at Gas House Golf. Gas House makes affordable, eye-catching, one-of-a-kind polos that help you stand out from the crowd. Why spend $75, $100, or even more on polos that make you look like everybody else when you can get one at an affordable price from Gas House Golf? Hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it.